0: Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> oh Second Corinthians six, verse fourteen through eighteen. Second Corinthians six, verse fourteen through eighteen. And Michelle, what, did I hear part of it too uh, earlier? No lesions, on, even on the brain, anything. No, no new cancer lesions on the brain. Long brain, too. That's all been clear. Yeah, he saw good news. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, because he's shocked. God is still alive. Jesus is still on the throne yeah. The Holy Ghost is still moving in the earth yeah. Second Corinthians 6 <clears throat> Y'all have it? Yes, sir. We're going to read verses 14 through 18 If we can stand ourselves, praise the Lord It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's a good reason right there. Because yes. unbelievers unbelieve. They don't believe. <laughs> you need to be around some believers. Some people are stuck at home with unbelievers. <laughs> For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Praise the Lord. I want to talk today on the subject based on this passage we read. Kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Father, thank you for the word that we're about to receive now. Speak to us, Lord, with your instructions. We know that, Father, your kingdom rules over all. And so, Father, we take upon ourselves and unto ourselves your guidelines, your orders, your commands to us as your ambassadors, as your children, uh, your servants, how we ought to live in this earth. Guide us, lead us, direct us by your spirit today and every day, for we are submitted to you. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. amen and amen. We are some good testimonies today. We can give God one more big shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. All over this planet, uh, people are dealing with the major inconvenience of this heathen panic. I said of this heathen panic that's been brought on because of this latest coronavirus, the latest virus, viral outbreak in the world. Notice I said the latest one. As I told you Wednesday night, that what we're, what's happening is not unprecedented in terms of viruses, in terms of sicknesses, diseases, in terms of plagues. The only thing that's unprecedented is the stupidity. It's the violations of people's civil rights, the violations of our First Amendment rights. Those are the only things that's that's unprecedented. But viruses are not unprecedented. In fact, I share with you a few facts Wednesday night. In fact, I, I'll share a couple of those with you today. For example, the Asian flu, I'm just going back things that are within pretty much all of our lifetimes or most of our lifetime. There, there have been plagues since Adam and Eve sinned. You know what I said? There have been plagues since Adam and Eve sinned. When they sinned, the curse came into the earth. So there's always been plagues. Always been viral epidemics and pandemics. But in our lifetime, not mine, but some of you all, in 57, 58, that's one year. From the Asian flu, there were 1.1 million deaths worldwide. 116,000 deaths in the United States alone. And I wasn't around, but from what i I never heard about anything being shut down. There was no command to socially distance yourself from anybody. Since 1981 to the present, we had something called the AIDS pandemic. Y'all ever heard of it? Yes. HIV, which causes AIDS. There have been 35 million deaths worldwide. On average, 875,000 every year yet there are no commands, no orders, no recommendations to shut down or to socially distance yourself. 2009 to 2010, which pretty much most all of us, most of us in here, something called the H1N1, swine flu. 1.4 billion infections. They estimate on the low end as, as much as they can tie it back. 151,700 deaths from that, upwards of 575,000 deaths. But I don't remember, in 2009, 2010, shut down, pandemic, uh, uh, that caused you know social distancing. So it's not, it's not um, anything new to have this kind of thing. What I do remember from this swine flu pandemic was, and even now, because the swine flu hasn't left, it's still around. It's a virus. It, it, it's, they don't go away. They're, they're in the earth, right? So uh, only thing they did was they recommended not lockdowns, shutdowns, stay-at-home orders, stay in place, safe in place. They, they didn't do that stuff. All they did was said, hey, make sure you wash your hands, well, duh. They say things like after you go to the bathroom. In fact, if you read the CDC's website now for this whole uh, what do you call it? coronavirus? I don't I forgot the name now. Coronavirus thing. Uh, they said well, after you go to the bathroom, make sure you wash your hands. Now I'm gonna come over here. Wait, who y'all talking? Who you talking to? This one I wanna know who you talking to, cause. Now I've been in bathrooms and seen people. So y'all should probably probably just be specific who you're talking to. Cause we learned that in preschool. Still teaching it today? Well good. Yeah, you couldn't, you, you, you couldn't walk in your mama's kitchen. Oh Open the refrigerator, touch the stove, you couldn't do Did you just come in my kitchen? I'll beat you to your rope like, oh, you better get out of my kitchen. Go wash your hands. It's common sense things like that, like that you were told. It's nothing new. I was reading the book of Leviticus yesterday, all just chapters about uh, God telling people how to make sure you cleanse yourselves and if anything unclean, don't touch it. Wash it. You got to abstain seven days, whatever. You know, make sure you clean everything. I want to show you something. In the book of James chapter four from the New Living Translation, they'll put it on the screen for us. James four, verses four through eight from the New Living Translation. I want you to see this. It says, you adulterers. You're talking, he was, believe it or not, he's talking to church folk in this, in this verse. say you adulterers don't you realize that friendship with the world now now I'm not preaching to y'all today as much as I'm preaching for you but a lot of folk at home Christians who are blasting us for coming to church going around other church folk as if the virus is looking for church folk and it doesn't go into Walmart, it doesn't go into Publix, it doesn't go into Target. They found out it is in Publix, too, ain't it? All that plexiglass, and it's still in there. Now, what I'm saying is, because, see, I, I want to make sure I give you what the Bible says about these things, because, because when it's all over, whenever they call it all over, you get it all clear, people are going to run back to church. But they're they're going to miss all these biblical guidelines for social distancing. In the meantime, and their spirits are constantly under attack of demonic viruses. So he says, don't you realize, Mr. Wannabe Popular Pastor, that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world... You make yourself an enemy of God. Keep going, please. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. So God wants the spirit that's in you to be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the who? Verse 7, keep going. So humble yourselves before God. Don't mess with the devil, resist the devil. Come on, what'll happen? He will flee from you. Verse 8. Come close to God. And God will come close to you. Here it is, CDC. Wash your hands, you sinners. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world so he's talking to church folk and saying you church folk need to check out what you're doing because you have uh, engaged with the world so closely that you are being infected by worldliness oh my god it almost pains me. I just stopped looking at it now. I don't even look at the internet and YouTube to watch what all the pastors are doing. I just had to stop because I'm like, it's so much worldliness on YouTube from the preachers and all the churches. I'm like, what are y'all doing? So I just stopped. I, I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it. It's so much worldliness. And he said, because your loyalty is divided because you do not wash your hands, you sinners. He's talking to church folk. Hello on this side. Nobody saying anything. He's talking to church folk and saying, wash your nasty hands, you sinners. Stop coming up here in my kitchen, leading praise and worship. Coming up here in my kitchen, going to preach to the people. Coming up here in my kitchen, you're going to serve chameleon. Coming up here in kitchen, you're going to usher with your nasty hands. My mama would have beat me until I was rope like okra. No matter how hard I would have worked in the yard, cut in the yard, and I just washed the car and I just changed the oil in your car, mama. I don't care. You better come wash your hands, boy. All right. So today in America, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, they recommend, they recommend, everybody say recommend. recommend. So there's no order on this. They recommend social distancing. I was just questioning, why do they call it social distancing versus physical distancing? Because isn't it really actually just physical distancing? It's, it's, right? They know. See, six feet away, we can't shake hands, we can't touch, we can't hug, we can't, I can't pat you on your back. All these things that as humans we need socially. God said in Genesis 2, it is not good that man should be alone. And so they're telling everybody, isolate yourself. Oh. And your Bible says in Proverbs, I believe it's 18 verse 1, that when a man isolates himself, he intermeddles with all wisdom. In other words, all kind of foolish junk from the enemy just entering into his mind. So they're pushing people to isolate. And I heard, heard somebody say about suicide. I was talking to a pastor the other day, and he's, he's talking to some uh, Pinellas County sheriffs, and they are saying, yes, well, hey, it's great. Crime is down across America. Crime is down in Pinellas County. They said, but domestic violence has skyrocketed, and suicides have skyrocketed. That's not on the news, is it? I'm not going to tell you that part. But this is what they're saying, what's happening. Because when you social distance people, you are... Uh, actually having an adverse effect on people's souls. So even once you say, okay, all clear, you can go back out now. Now I'm scared of everybody. Six feet. Groups of ten or less. (laughs) Here's why. Scientists say that viruses spread very easily. That's what science says. Viruses uh, spread very easily and can cause major medical issues and even death. So that's why they're saying we should social distance. Social distancing is designed to minimize one's exposure to and the spread of deadly viruses. That's what social distancing is designed for—to minimize our exposure. So you don't want to get a group of ten or more because the eleventh person probably has it and. Uh, <laughs> Or if you're infected, you don't, want to, you don't want to infect, you know, 10. You'll only infect nine people. So it's to minimize one's exposure to and the spread of deadly viruses. So this is what they recommend. Our governments have gone along with that because they want to uh, protect people from deadly viruses. But in truth, according to your word, greater precautions should be taken... To protect your spirit. Because if you think there are deadly viruses out there in the natural, there are a lot more deadly viruses out there in the spirit. That's why the Bible gave us this scripture in Proverbs 4 verse 23. uh, Talks about keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. In fact, let's look at that in, in the Amplified. Proverbs 4, no, can you, can you pull up? I know this is going to be probably a challenge. In the Passion, Proverbs 4.23 in the Passion Translation. Let's see if this computer is working faster now. It was, I threatened it. And it <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I saw it come out the corner of my eye. I saw it came up. The computer was scared. I, was, I threatened it. It was, it was shaking. Please, Pastor, don't throw me away. start interceding and everything. <laughs> Watch what it says in the Passion. So above all, all your distancing, all your gloved up, and all your masked up self, above all, <laughs> see, because everybody's doing that. Not everybody. Most of the folk out there are doing that. They're gloving up, masked up. Same stinking mask, smelling that same stinking breath all day long, passing on. Right? Gloved up with the same pair of gloves for two weeks. Same pair of gloves. (laughs) You know that's kind of productive, right? But not even thinking about their heart. Gloved up, but at home, still watching all the foolishness on TV. Netflixing themselves to spiritual death. So above all, guard the, the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. They affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. So the one thing, the the one thing you ought to spend the most time PPEing, you know, they got PPE, personal protection equipment but nobody even thinking about their heart glory to God now let me move on I want to go to second Corinthians 6 our main text second Corinthians 6 hallelujah. hallelujah because I don't I, I want you to be guarded see because the curse is out there. The curse is out there. It's, it's not going anywhere until Jesus cleans, cleans this whole thing up. We're a long ways from that. So the curse is out there. And so uh, you, you can't protect yourself from the curse with gloves and a mask or a water bottle on your head, scuba gear. People, I mean, people are doing some crazy. I saw some pictures this week. I'm like, I came to my church. People are doing. All kind of astounding, stupid stuff. Astoundingly stupid. Yet their hearts are being battered, are being infiltrated every day with the foolishness of this world. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 through 18 gives us what I want to call, or the beginning of what I want to call, kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Look at what it says here in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Paul says, this is Apostle Paul writing, he says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has what? With what? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord or agreement has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Now those at home, don't turn me off. I just just felt I better stop and say that. Don't turn me off and don't go too long to somebody else with a more entertaining message. You need this because if you're at home, you need this. Because you're at home trying to protect yourself, you're at home trying to be safe, you're going social distance. Now they're telling people a new study came out last this past week that said uh, you might want to turn your conditioning systems off. Because now the AC could be pulling in a circuit. Y'all remember, I was just joking about that a couple weeks ago. I was just joking. I'm like, Lord, I better stop joking about this stuff. But I'm like, wow. I, got, I can't keep opening my mouth like that because... No, they said. No, you t- t- I said turn AC. This is Florida. I ain't turning no AC off. <laughs> and, and you, you know, there are people that you need to make sure they don't even hear that. Because if they hear it, you know they turn the AC off immediately. I'm gonna be in the house sweating like like are 1924 in Sewanee, Georgia, somewhere. Woo on the porch. <laughs> we're gonna be like we don't color purple out there. You show is ugly. Right? Because people are afraid and they're doing their best to protect themselves, yet they're leaving their spirit man, leaving their hearts wide open to every viral attack of the enemy. And I want to make sure that you and I are virally protected from the curse, from the enemy. So 14 through 16, he says, What accord, verse 15, has Christ with Belial, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Verse 16, and what agreement, everybody say agreement, agreement, has the temple of God with idols. For you are, see the church ain't, the building ain't the church, that's right. You are, I do agree with all pastors about that. We are, the, the building isn't the church. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But while I'm not selling mine, maybe you should sell yours since you don't need the building anymore. Since the building ain't the church, just sell it. So we are the temple, right? Of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. So notice, He says, there's no agreement. Oil and water don't mix. No matter how you shake it, they're going to separate. Two different properties. My wife knows the chemical reason why. She's not gonna tell me. So I went, I was, I was like, I, that was like a feeding. Supposed to tell me what the chemical reason why? Uh, two different molecular densities. Two different densities. Molecular structures. So we are different than the world. So we're not supposed to mix. We can. We can get along. Remember Rodney Rodney King said years ago, can't we all get along? We can get along, but we cannot agree. I can get along with you, but I am commanded not to agree with you. See, the kingdom guidelines are not recommendations. The CDC can only give recommendations. But as a kingdom citizen, God never gives us recommendations. Only recommendation I believe, I remember God giving was there, uh, I set life and death before you, blessing and curses it said choose life. That's my recommendation, choose life. If you know what's good for you, choose life. Other than that, as kingdom citizens, you and I are under divine orders from our king to not mix with the world. Why? Because God knows that when you and I, and I'll show you this in scripture if you give me time, there's, there's that when you and I mix with the world, we open ourselves up to viruses that have a much more grave effect than any corona or h1n1 could ever have on us you know if you if you were infected with coronavirus and you came to, you end up with covid-19 and you died the worst thing you could do if as a believer is go to go to heaven and it's beautiful in heaven but if you get infected or as the world you're born infected And stay infected with the curse or the the virus of sin. When you die, in hell, you will lift up your eyes. And there are people who are more concerned about an upper respiratory infection than an eternity in hell. So he says... You don't have any agreement, so I can get along with you, but I cannot agree with you. In Proverbs 29, verse 27, tells me something about the righteous people and the wicked people. Proverbs 29, verse 27. How many of y'all are righteous in here? Yes, sir. Or just people. Look at what it says here. An unjust man, that's the wicked, is an abomination to the righteous. And he who is upright, the righteous, that's you, in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Well, hold on a second. That means that in reality, if you're going to walk right, live right, talk right, walk with God, the wicked folk hate you. I mean, you, 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 you disgust them. D-I-S-G-U-S-T. You disgust them. And it says in their ways are supposed to disgust us and yet in the body of Christ I watch people seem like they're trying to do the best they can to mix and mingle and merge with the world D-different, different structures yeah molecular structures that's what I was saying see that's what I was saying I see, she's a chemical engineer, but I passed chemistry. I did, I did, I did. I at least passed it. So we don't get along, which means we're not supposed to mix. I can live by you. I can work next to you. I can maybe play on the same sports team with you. But when it comes to our lifestyles, y'all quiet up here in this Presbyterian church. I I can't mix with you Because you and I cannot agree We have two different systems We have two different ways of thinking We have two different masters You do Jesus told, told people in John 8 He said you do what your father the devil tells you to do So people in the world they obey Satan No they're not They're just being people They're obeying Satan and hopefully, you obey God. That's why you can't really just mix. I can get along as long as I need to. I, I, can, I can walk in, I can make a business deal with you, and I can keep on keep stepping. But I cannot equally yoke myself with you. You and I can't be in partnership. I certainly can't marry you. Checking all my singles, checking all my singles, checking all my singles, checking all my singles. I can't definitely can't marry you, cause you are gonna obey your father, and I'm gonna obey my father. And your father, the devil, gonna tell you to do exact opposite of what my father, God, gonna tell me to do. So let's let's not even waste no money and no time on no date. No, I ain't gonna have no date. No, I ain't gonna no date with you. Let's see how it work. It ain't gonna work. Yeah, I said it ain't gonna work. I can tell you right now, it ain't never going to work. Come on, come on, come on, y'all got quiet right there. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. If you sitting there a single, look at him, telling them it ain't never going to work. It ain't never going to work. Go back to 2 Corinthians 6. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you that, see, it, it, it can't, see, and I'm just telling you what I've watched. I, my wife will tell you this. I said this probably 10, 15 years ago, back when I watched what was happening in the body of Christ on the national stages. I said this to I said, the Lord spoke to me and said, the merger is complete. I'm like, Lord, what merger? The church has been trying to merge with the world. And 10, 15 years ago, he said it's complete. Because the, the church was so enamored by the world stage, the world platform that the, wor- the church was trying to get the world, uh, I need, I need, I need the, that worldly producer to produce my music if I'm going to have a hit I got to have the worldly people to bring their wisdom to my conference, if my conference is going to be mega, I mean big big it's going be, to be huge, I need, I need my, my world, I, I got to have the world come in and I, the world validates me what's wrong with us what happened to the Holy Ghost? Jesus Christ was validated by signs, wonders, miracles, gifts of the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible said. But there's been such a desire to mix that we don't, we don't see what the world does as an abomination. We laugh it off. Not me. I'm not. not me. Not me. You better say not me. Look at 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17. Here's what, here's what, here's our divine order. Here's our divine order. Therefore, there's not a recommendation. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Savior. Who? The Savior, right? Because when I said Savior, y'all didn't say anything. I want to know, does your, your Bible say Savior, mine say Lord. Or everybody says Lord. So Lord and Savior is two different things. Savior shows the work, the work he did to redeem us. Lord shows his position now in our lives. When I got saved, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth, huh? The Lord Jesus. So when I got saved, I declared him as the Lord, which means he's in charge, which means whatever he, whatever he says goes. And if he says, come out from among them and be separate, I don't try to negotiate and find loopholes in God's order. Y'all ain't saying much to me. I'm by myself. Today. Let me go back up here. Y'all sure? Okay. Yeah, there ain't no loopholes. And there ain't, no, ain't no workarounds. No shortcuts it is. What does he say? Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch. You need some distance here. You know, you know, you know I folk looking at you funny in the store when you get too close. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. So we're in the divine orders to not touch anything unclean. Anything unclean. Well, how do I know what's, what's unclean? Well, you just, does it match up with the word of God and how he tells you to live? Now, what is this doing? When you come out, be separate, don't touch. Come out, be separate, don't touch. This is to prevent exposure to viruses. Remember now, the coronavirus the novel coronavirus, the full name of it, um, causes COVID-19. You know that? The, the novel coronavirus and the COVID-19 are not the same thing. The virus causes the disease, COVID-19. Just like, just like we knew from the 80s that HIV, and AIDS are not the same thing. HIV causes AIDS. So there the virus causes the disease. So if I don't separate as the world, as the word tells me to, I open myself to viruses, spiritual viruses, that cause spiritual diseases. It allows for the curse. Which I'm no longer supposed to be under that because I've been redeemed from the curse. It allows that old curse to once again operate in my life. That curse that causes sickness and disease and depression and lack and poverty and anguish. Mm -hmm. Psalm 1. I know it's tight, I know it's right. This is about as enjoyable as going to the doctor. (laughs) Dentist level. But I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to protect you. Because if you think that you can just operate in this world willy-nilly like you want to operate and not be susceptible to what's going on in this world, you are sadly mistaken. You're, you're exposing yourself to too many things that are out to kill you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I don't want anybody in this church to have stealing and killing and destruction going on in your life. And it's my job as your man of God to make sure I issue the kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Now, if you want to follow them, that's up to you. But don't come crying to me. Oh, y'all don't like this. Take it up my office time. If you're not going to do what I tell you to do. And what I'm going to tell you to do is going to come right up here out of the kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. Blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands on the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Blessed, not cursed, blessed. He says you don't, don't, don't hang out with them. Keep going, verse two. Y'all don't like verse one. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, he meditates day and night. His delight is in what God's word says. And in that word, I meditate day and night. Verse 3, here's the result of that lifestyle. I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth my fruit in my season. My leaf also shall not wither, and whatever I do shall prosper. That's the result of the blessing, not the curse. Now, I don't have time, but you read the rest of of that that psalm, and it describes what the viral infected people, how their lives go. Y'all got it? Go to uh, 1 first Corinthians fifteen thirty three and amplified. First Corinthians fifteen thirty-three amplified. I'm social distancing myself. Chris. Let me step back from you. It says here, do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships. Communion. Associations, they corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and characters. So when you hang with the wrong kind of people, bad associations, y'all better hear me today. Evil companionships, they rob you of good manners, good morals and good character. God knows this. So he's not trying to make your life um, miserable, less fun, by saying, well, don't, don't hang around them." I mean, your mama knew this growing up. If your mama didn't tell you, your grandma told you. Big mama, may, may nail, somebody told you. Baby, don't hang around them folk right there. You ain't going to turn out good. How many of y'all grew up like that? You had somebody to tell you. Some people's house you couldn't go over. I don't care if they went to your church. I don't care if they went to your church. No, you can't, no, you can't go over their house. I ain't definitely ain't spending no night. No, no. And as upset as you might might have been, you're glad now. That mama didn't let you go over the house because mama knew something about them or their family that you didn't know. As far as you knew, they were asymptomatic. But mama knew some things about that family, about those folk. The people, now look, this again, evil, companionships, communion associations will corrupt and deprave good manners, morals, and character. Listen to this. The people you loosely associate with spread spiritual and moral viruses to you because you usually are not guarding your heart. The people you loosely associate with, loosely, what I mean loosely? People you get around and you let your hair down. You follow what I'm saying? See, if I if I walk into a business meeting, I'm sitting there and I'm 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 here for business. But when I'm just casually <laughs> chit-chatting, I, I begin to loosen myself. You let your hair down, you let, let your guard down. You ever heard that phrase? Let your guard down. Well, the guard that you let down was guarding your heart. And when you get around people in loose conversation, just just you know, just just kicking the bobo. Y'all know what we say, just, 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 just shooting the breeze and just, just chilling, just relaxing. And the more you get comfortable, you just kind of chill out. Anything roll off your mouth, anything rolls into your ears. Anything roll off your mouth, anything rolls into your eyes. Anything roll, off, roll out of your mouth, anything rolls into your heart. Because you've let your guard down, and when you've let your guard down, you now have opened the way for viruses, spiritual viruses, to infect your human spirit. You're born again spirit. So here you are saved and loving the Lord and can't figure out why am I struggling with this issue? Why am I angry? Why am I in unbelief? Why 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 am I why am I struggling with these thoughts? It's because you've been around evil companionships. y'all hearing this here it matters who you walk with it matters who you fellowship with it matters who you associate yourselves with it absolutely matters well it don't yes it does matter it matters what you watch on television it matters what movies you let come into your it matters what music you listen to if you don't think it matters, just keep on doing it, and I'll talk to you in three years. And I'll see if you even know Jesus. I'll see Jesus Christ is, is anywhere in, in, in your in your, your fave five on your phone list. You do not even talk to him like you used to talk to him. If it didn't matter, the Holy Ghost wouldn't give us these kind of instructions. He's not just doing this to want to control their lives he, we're not robots he could have made us robots but he didn't make us robots we're humans he had already told Adam hey don't eat of that fruit of that tree and God saw Adam about to eat the fruit and God didn't knock out of his hand God could have made the apple dissolve God could have made the apple fly away he could have made a big giant worm appear out of it he could have made Adam just drop it and get all dirty well it probably wouldn't have been dirty because there was no sin it was just would have been nice but he, he could have made all kind of stuff happen, but he didn't because men are free moral agents. He allows us to make these decisions. So now what he does is he gives guidelines, instructions. Here, you do this, and it's going to be better for you. So when he says, watch out for the people you hang around with, what you allow in your eye gate, what you allow in your ear gate, what you come, allow to, to come through and in, in your mouth gate... It's gonna corrupt your heart. And out of your heart, the Bible says, come all the issues of your life. I got issues. Yeah, because you're not protecting your heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, Praise the Lord. I mean, do it with a smile. Tell them, Praise the Lord. Come on, give, give, give them a little honey with, with, this, with this medicine today. We need, put, put a little sugar in the this medicine today. Praise the Lord. See, when you hang around these, these associations, they spread bad thinking to you. They spread fear. They spread confusion. They, they, spread, they spread evil thoughts to you. Glory to God. Proverbs 13, verse 20. Keep going. I'm going to pick up the pace here in a minute here. Because I want to show you, you become whatever you connect to. You become whatever you walk with. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says this. He who walks with wise men will be wise. Notice you become what you walk with. So you walk with wise men, you'll become wise. Notice that the next part didn't say But the companion of fools will be fools. You'll be destroyed because foolishness is going to lead you to destruction. So he gave us all the way the end result of it. So don't walk with a fool. Oh my goodness. Y'all got this here? So I got to be careful who I walk with because... Uh, these are my guidelines See, once, once the CDC gives the all clear Once the president comes out and says Okay, you can go back to normal business Once the governor and the mayor and the city council And the, and the commission say you can go back to, to normal I'm going to say praise God Everybody can go back in the store and not be looking at us all crazy But as far as me and my house We're going to still follow these same guidelines Y'all got this? Something happened on the computer They're looking for you Kirkland, Back there in the back The devil trying to interrupt. He trying to knock. We hear you knocking, but you can't come in, devil. (laughs) Glory to God. See, he stopped. (laughs) Now, he who walks with the wise will be wise. The companion of fools will be destroyed. So don't walk with fools. Proverbs 14, verse 7 through 9. Because here's, here's a, a, an order. We must distance ourselves from fools, from foolish people. Yeah, Write that down. I must distance, distance myself from foolish people. How many of y'all want to live a blessed life? Yeah. Remember this. I must distance myself from foolish people. Proverbs 14, verse 7 through 9. I'm giving you just divine orders. It yeah. says, go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. So if you perceive somebody as foolish, leave. Y'all not catching this. Well, that's just old Uncle P. Heffy. When P. Heffy is a fool, right? All you got to do is give him three minutes to talk. long as a man's mouth is shut, you can't tell he'll fool. But as soon as you open his mouth, you can tell. That's, that's what Proverbs tells us, right? So when you don't, when you don't perceive in, the, in him the lips of knowledge, go from the presence of that foolish man. Go to verse 8, please. Verse 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Watch in verse 9. Fool. This, this how, he's telling us how you can tell if somebody's a fool. Fools mock at sin. But among the upright there is favor. Fools mock at sin Fools laugh at sin Fools laugh at sin They Let me give you this another translation Give me that same verse in the CEV please Verse 9 Verse 9 CEV Fools mock at sin This is this how you can tell somebody is a fool in here Chris Look at this 14.9 in the uh, contemporary English version I think we have that. Hopefully we can show that here in a second. So I want you to see this. Fools don't care if they are wrong. You ever mess somebody like that? They do something, they say something, they, they treat somebody bad, maybe you. And you tell them, now that's wrong. I don't care. I don't care. They even wrote a song about it. If loving you is wrong, Fool. (laughs) Fool. Huh? Loving you is wrong, I don't wanna be right. Everybody walk around singing that song. I don't wanna be right, a song about adultery. (laughs) (laughs) Loving you is wrong, I don't wanna be right. Fools mock at sin. I I, I I want you to see this here. See what, what has become part of our culture. That you go around and sin is out there, wrong is out there, and you don't even make it right. You can mistreat somebody and not go back and correct it. Come on. You come on, Jesus. Come on. Do people wrong come on. Come on. and not go back and fix it? Come on. Parents, come on. listen, parents, parents, parents. There are times you wrong your children. Come on. Come on. Ask me how I know, ask me how I know. Is Job that's just guilty, I've wronged my children. And I've had to swallow my pride <laughs> and go back and say, hey, I apologize to you. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I, uh, another week, uh, uh, last week, one night, I clicked on my son for something. He was—he sat in the car. I clicked on him. And uh, they reminded me, well, Dad, remember you? <laughs> so I was, I was at home. So later on at home, I said, son, I was wrong. I, I went overboard for that. See, I was wrong. You gotta be able to say you're wrong. If you can't apologize and make, and make things right, you are a fool, and I'm gonna keep my distance from you. Because I, I, can't, I can't glove up and mask up to protect from that. Because see, if I hang around you, I'll start doing the same thing you do. Our wrong people and our thing will bump that. I don't care. But that's not how we behave. As children of the living God. As children of the loving God. When your Bible says walk in love as dear children. There's a lot of dads need to go back and apologize for years of stuff they've done to their kids. A lot of moms need to go back from stuff from childhood. You know, I'm I was, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize how wrong I, I was back then. It, it'll it'll set a lot of adults free. It will set a lot of adults free who who are still hurt from when they were six and sixteen. If you're dealing with a fool, they mock at sin. Child, please. So the Bible says, stay away from them. So we must distance ourselves some foolish people. Can I keep going here? Go to uh Go to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to rearrange in this media. Go to Psalm 14, verse 1. Psalm 14, verse 1. Another way you can determine whether somebody's a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's the atheist holiday, April Fool's. That's their holiday. We got Christmas and we have Easter. They have April Fool's Day. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. So, that's one person who I put in that foolish people category. Yes, sir. But then I know then if that's, that's a fool, I must distance myself, listen to this, from atheists and humanists. I must distance myself from atheists and humanists, Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Atheists believe there is no God. Many of them will tell you there is no God. But some atheists are asymptomatic. They may not have expressed that to you, but they live as if. They operate as if. If you hear their conversation, you notice the little subtle nuances of their atheism. I'm not a religious person. I'm not a religious per- you're not a religious person. Well, I'm not religious either. But what I mean and what you mean are two different things. Well I'm not religious. I mean I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well you're not religious. You're saying there is no God. And according to my Bible, you're a fool. I'm gonna need about six feet because I can't have your atheism thoughts, your atheism ideas. Oh my God, oh Lord, help me say this. I'm so glad the school is shut down for the rest of the year. Because the public school system today, today, I'm talking about today, It, it hadn't always been that way. Today, they push and promote atheism. It's different than, than, than when uh, Elder Rainey, back when you were back there, back in those days, Elder Rainey. It wasn't that way. When I was there in school, there, it wasn't atheism being pushed. Yeah, you, yeah you, you, knew, you knew them from church. Your teachers and your the janitors, you knew them from church. Assistant principal, I knew them from church. But today, in the universities and colleges of America and in down to our public schools, they are pushing atheism and humanism. Big bang and evolution and Darwinism. There is no God. And the Bible tells me I must distance myself from fools. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why my child don't serve God. They're being pumped with atheism for seven hours a day. 180 days a year. They're being pumped with it. Yeah, why well they come to church for two hours, three hours, so I'm gonna preach. I can crack on myself, it's all right. But they on, they on, on the phone, video games, and... I don't know why they don't serve God. They've been pumped with atheism and humanism for all these days. And the Bible tells me I need this is myself from that atheist and that that fool. Well, he just told me what a one, one, one way to identify the fool is he says there's no God. So, somebody might want to look into I'm either homeschool my children, or we're going to do a church school or something because I can't send my kids back to that. I'm just talking about me, I ain't talking about you, I'm talking about me. See, see, for me, these are divine orders. For you, they might just be recommendations, just suggestions from God. For me, these are divine orders. I can't send my children to atheists to educate them. You can't get them in a Christian school, and some of these Christian universities are filled with atheist professors. Institutions like Oral Roberts University and Liberty University and Rhema How, how y'all get atheist professors In y'all schools? What happened? How you get atheists teaching Harvard? Harvard was started by It was a by ministers, it was a seminary Yale, Princeton, the, the Ivy League universities were started As ministry schools Now they're all atheists What happened? Fools Nobody wanted to distance themselves. I can tell you what happened in a nutshell. People graduated from Harvard and Yale and Princeton and and Cornell and all these wonderful Ivy League schools, Brown and so forth, and then they went off and and became very successful. Now we're gonna send money back to the school, but I've got my atheist mindset now out in this world, so when I send my money back to your school, here's what I wanna see taught in your school. So now these schools have converted now to atheist schools. Lord, I wish I had time. So atheists and humanists run this world system. So it says, well, I got to distance myself from them. So number one, I got to distance myself from what kind of people? Foolish people. Number two? All right, now number three. We must distance ourselves from angry people. Angry birds. <laughs> Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22, yeah. verse 24 and 25. Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25. Watch this. Watch this. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, do not go. Social distance yourself from a furious, angry man. The spirit of rage. angry, domestic violence on the rise, angry, angry, grumpy men, angry because my, my wife and I watched a movie uh, a couple of years back, what was that, hidden, no, not hidden figures, Fences, and it was just a little too realistic, because the main character in the story uh, was, was just an angry man, because of what he had missed out on in his earlier life so he took it out on his wife and his children because he was angry and when a person is angry I mean I don't just mean like you got upset everybody here gets upset at some point right you, you went to the store came home and you realize the girl didn't put your eggs in the bag you get upset the guy whatever who's doing the you're mad about it I understand but an angry man is talking about here is a person who they, the Bible says anger thank you Holy Ghost rests in the bosom of a fool is that what your Bible says in Proverbs? Yes. Anger rests in the bosom of a fool. Yes, so don't hang around fools. No. Angry people are fools. They, anger, they, they, they carry this anger all the time. Right. Every time you see them, if, 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 they, if they ain't on sipping a little wine, they're angry. Right. Right. They might mellow out for a little small, little second. But you say one thing to them, yes, anger comes out. They're furious. So the Bible says, so don't, you don't, don't go with an angry man. Make, make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, do not go. If I recognize somebody is an angry, furious person, I don't hang with them. I can't walk with them. You don't date them. You don't marry them. You don't, you don't, you don't go into business partnership with them. I'm gonna catch this kind of stuff. See, I got a lot of singles. I got to always make sure I warn my, my my daughters. If he if he um, sons too, because there's some angry women too, ain't it? <laughs> that's that's true, Chris. I, there's some angry women. Praise the Lord. And women are real angry now because they ain't they ain't got they got their hair done. They ain't got their nails done. Oh Lord. All I want is a pre-touch. I just want a (laughs) retouch. I don't care if you got to go to Walmart, buy me some TCB. I don't care what you buy, buy me some TCB. So is my angry women, too. But the Bible says when you see a person who's angry, don't make a friendship with that person. Because... People have you involved in their stupidity? they mad you look up. You you got to fight somebody too. What, 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 wait what? What, what? what we fighting about? Hold on hold on hold on. What's, what's going on? What? What? I don't even know. Right? We gonna jump them? Jump them for what? Now, I know none of y'all have been around that like that, but I have. We're mad. We're going to throw hands, and I don't even know why we're throwing hands. Everybody's suspended from school. With well, the furious man do not go. Now, watch what it says here, verse 25. Lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. So the people you walk with, you begin to learn their ways. So if I notice you're a fool or an atheist or a humanist or an angry person or a furious person, I can't, I need my distance because I don't, I can't uh, risk learning your ways. Learn your ways doesn't mean I just watch you and I say, oh, that's the kind of person it is. Learn means I begin to, to acclimate myself. I begin to, to adjust my, my ways to your ways. That's what it means to learn your ways. I start imitating you. You don't want to be that kind of person, do you? We don't want to be angry furious people. We're supposed to be loving and gentle and kind and patient and meek and long-suffering. So I, gotta, I need to socially distance myself from angry birds. <laughs> I mean, road rage. How does somebody on, on the road get so mad about somebody cutting them off that they kill a person? It wasn't just being cut off on the road. They were an angry, furious person already. Some of y'all, you're going to go to work tomorrow, and the person you work with, they're going to arrive at work. It's going to be 830 in the morning. And they're going to be already be angry and furious. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. You already know who she is. And hey, you already do it. When you see them coming, you just, I just. Right? Don't, don't you avoid them already? Don't you naturally avoid them? God says, avoid them. Don't go near that angry and furious person. And definitely don't become a friend of theirs. These are kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Can I keep going? Oh my goodness. Second Timothy three. Second Timothy three. So we learn us about some folk now. You, you know, you know this whole virus thing. Everybody a suspect, right? You look at everybody like I don't know about you. I don't, yeah, you can't, you can't cough, you can't sneeze. I was in a post office one day, and before, uh, before I walked in, I looked in the door, and the door talked about the little, you know, social distance, all that kind of stuff. And I walked in, and I'm standing in line, you know, they got to six feet. And all of a sudden, I felt my throat tickle. Serious. I'm like, do not cough. Do- mm. I went the other day last. Uh, Lydia, what day we went to, to Rubber City? Was that Friday, Thursday, Friday? Friday. Went, went to a place to get, get my tire worked on. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to people at the counter and they're, they're all cool and everything. everybody chilling, so I'm talking and you know I need to have my tire taken care of, tire repair and everything. I had a little hole or something, slowly, and uh, so I, I go and uh, now the waiting area is, is about ten feet back. So I go and I uh, see there's one guy sitting there and anyway, so I, I so I say let me count the chairs. So I go and I sit I sit like here and I turn my back to him. But then I, I turned back to look because they had a little TV showing like little tire stuff. So I turned. When I turned back, he looked at me and said, oh, and he took his shirt. And said, oh. <laughs> he did. Took his shirt, pulled a shirt over his nose, and man, <laughs> he looked at me like this. I'm looking at him like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm six feet away. I'm turning the other direction, and he just. I said, "Hey, can I go wait in my car?" <laughs> yes, sir. We'll come get you. I said, "Good. I'm gonna just wait in my car because before I end up punching this man, I mean, no, I wouldn't punch. I'm not an angry, furious man, but I just, I just don't like stupid." <laughs> Are you in Second Timothy three? I'm not. I'm in First Timothy three. All right. Second Timothy three. Jonathan. Look at this, verse 1 through 5. Let me go through this real quick. Listen to this. But know this, that in the time we're living in now, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Don't this sound like the world? Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despises of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of wait oh this ain't about the world oh these are Christians She talking about well I better start over then in the last days perilous time will come for Christian men Christian people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. uh, That word parents literally means authority. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. This is Christian folk. Slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despises of good. Traitors. They going to church. They have a church over there. Church folk tell it on the church. It's too many of them. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than. (laughs) Who who has. Anybody have a King James? Does your King James say rather than or does it say more than? More than. That's that's, that's King James puts it right. More than lovers of God. So they love God, but they love pleasure more more than. These are Christians he's talking about, the church. He says, verse 5 having a form of godliness, but denying its power, so keep going to church with them. What did your Bible say, ladies and gentlemen? From such people turn away. That's what I did to that guy in the store. I turned away from him. He still didn't trust me, so I had to leave the store. But notice here, people will do this about a virus. They'll stay away from, from the church. Don't go to church. This is what the pastors are saying. Don't go to church because there's too many people. We're trying to be socially responsible. We're trying to show, show our neighbors we love our neighbors more as, as we love ourselves. So we can't go to church. We can't, we can't gather in church because that's putting people in danger. We don't want to risk people's lives. Yet, you, pastor, and thereby your people, pastor, all five verses are describing the church. Because what we have done in church is we have given amnesty to sin as opposed to exposing sin. We have endorsed sin so I can have a good praise and worship team. Because, you know, the best musicians, they might play in the club Saturday. As long as they're on time for my church service on Sunday. And paying them big money to do so. I don't care about their lifestyle. As long as they can sing and blow and make people fall out. Make them fall out. They know how to do the the club, you know, the entertainment thing. They know how to do that. as long as they can do that, I don't care about their lifestyle. Cause I need more people in these seats. <laughs> and your Bible tells us, from such people, and I know ain't no pastors buying this tape. Do we sell tapes anymore? No, we don't sell tapes. Okay. But this, this, they're not going to like this video. This gonna, might be one, some of the ones with the thumbs down. I always wonder, who does a thumbs down to our messages? They just don't watch. I don't, I don't thumbs down anybody's stuff. I, I look at stuff, I don't agree with it, I just turn it off. I don't, I'm not going to thumbs down you. Just, just don't watch it. But people thumbs down because they rather have that lifestyle. And it says they have a form of godliness, which means they, they are, listen, I must, this is myself from religious pretenders. We must distance ourselves from religious pretenders, what the Bible calls hypocrites. For the sake of time, give me Matthew 23. I'm going to skip a couple of these. Matthew 23, verse 13 through 15. Matthew 23, verse 13 through 15. So you got to avoid hypocrites. You know what a hypocrite is, right? They say one thing, do another do as I say, not as I do. Watch what Jesus says. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. So the scribes and Pharisees are hypocrites, is what he said. For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. So hypocrites keep people from really experiencing the kingdom of God. He didn't say you don't let people come to church. He said, you don't let people go into the kingdom. You know there's a difference. You let them come to church. You want them in the church. I need, I need big numbers in the church, but I ain't going to let you go into the kingdom. I'm not going to teach you kingdom lifestyle. We're not gonna, I'm not going to demonstrate to you submission to kingdom guidelines. He says, so you don't go in and you don't allow others to go in. Look at verse 14, please. What are you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, Notice he didn't say scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. Notice he says scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you devour a widows' houses, you take all their money, and for pretense, for pretense, pretending, make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. This is telling you who to avoid, Pauline. You recognize somebody as a hypocrite. Don't keep running behind them somebody they ain't living what they're they're saying and this is not just pastors you know those people that's in your congregation and your church around you and they one way in church hallelujah praise the Lord and they at home and they doing something totally different don't hang around them I don't like no two faced people I I need to know who are you for real for real for real Verse 15, the last one. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. You don't get one person converted here to Judaism, but we can say for us to get somebody saved. And when he's won, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Jesus was just raw, wasn't he? Jesus said, You make people twice as much a son of hell as you. He said, You a son of hell. That's what he said, you hypocrites, you are a son of hell. And I hadn't heard that on the street nowhere. He said, you a son of hell. And he said, you bring these folk in, you make them twice as son of hell as you are. Because hypocrites create hypocrites. They teach folk to be hypocritical. <laughs> you got this here? So you got to distance yourself from hypocrites. Last one. Last one. We better go to the scripture first. 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians Corinthians 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9. I'm not at 1 Corinthians 5. Where am I? And uh, through 13. Okay, let's say right to amplify. That's good. We'll do that for sake of time here. I wrote to you in my previous letter not to associate closely and habitually with unchaste, impure people. Now, the New King James, just in case we want to know. He says, don't keep company with sexually immoral people. Mm-hmm. Well, that this is the last little, little bit of your medicine right here. <laughs> he said, don't keep company with sexually immoral people. You can go back to the Amplified now. I just want to make sure you all understood what he's talking about here. Habitually with unchaste, impure People, keep going. Verse ten, verse ten. Not meaning, of course. Now watch this, church. Not meaning, of course, that you must altogether shun the immoral people of the world, or the greedy graspers and cheats and thieves of or idolaters. Since otherwise, you will need to get out of the world and human society altogether. Now, Paul's right there. He's saying sexual immorality, cheating, robbing, extortion. All that kind of stuff is so bad in the world. He said, "If you're gonna get away from it, from people in the world, you got to leave this piece." In <laughs> other words, this virus is everywhere. You can't go nowhere in this virus. Oh my God! Oh my God! Y'all you follow what I'm saying to you? See everybody trying to trying to distance themselves six feet and and ten people and don't go to church and don't go to the uh, to the to the to the baseball game and don't go to the car wash because it's it's the virus over there. So but he's saying if you want to get away from sexual immoral people and cheaters and idolaters and and liars and thieves, you gotta leave the planet. Tell your neighbor they're they're everywhere. All around. Sin is all around. So he says, when I'm telling you about watching out for these people, I'm not talking about folk in the world. Verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11. But now I write to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of Christian brother or sister. If he or she is known to be guilty of immorality. Now this immorality, just just to make sure you understand, he's talking about the original subject, sexual immorality. That means fornication, adultery. uh, This is homosexuality, lesbianism. Bestiality, pedophilia, porn, pornographic—I got to call it all because of, there's. A, I'm talking about church. not the world. I'm talking about the, in the church because the world gonna be the world, and I can't leave here without dying of Jesus coming. In fact, this chapter starts out. First Corinthians 5, one, Paul says, it is commonly reported among you that there's fornication going on. For I hear that a man is having his father's wife. A man was sleeping with his stepmother. He said, that's foul, that's wrong. He said, y'all gonna and let him keep coming to church and hanging out with y'all? He said, put him out. But well, that's wrong. We're supposed to show love. He said, put them out. For the affliction of the flesh... He said, turn him over to Satan. This is Paul the apostle, the preacher of grace. Tells them, put him out, let the devil bother him with his flesh for a while, and hopefully he'll then repent and come back. And when they come back, you accept him. That's this chapter. Now, I grew up in church. When I growing up, I'm old enough to remember the day that if somebody was caught in little stuff, Especially if you was a young girl, you got pregnant, they're going to bring you in front of the church. And you had to come and tell them, uh, I was sinning and I got caught and I'm, I'm in the family way now. And uh, the guy was never there. it's always the girl by herself. Because the boy wasn't in church, yeah. And then we got to turn around and get let you Terry call Jesus Christ for 10 minutes till you start forming at the mouth and get saved again, right? So that's what we did, but see, we got rid of all that, and but we went to the extreme that now we just don't say anything. No, that's all right because, see, what we don't understand is it's viral. It's viral, V I R A L. It's viral. That if it's very contagious. That if you don't deal with it and expose it Thank God we can show love We can show love and we can buy Pampers And we can do all that kind of great stuff And we can, we can encourage and we can build you up But if I don't tell you, but listen uh, baby girl Listen brother If you don't stop doing that You create or you let that virus become a disease In your human, your born again spirit That disease will kill you. And the internet just went quiet. Put that back up there now. Put that scripture back up here. Oh, we were. So anyone who bears the name of a Christian brother or sister, if he is going to be guilty of immorality or greed or is an idolater, whose soul is devoted to any object that usurps the place of God, like like being in in a fraternity or sorority, that's why you keep bringing it up, because people still joining. Christians, still joining, fraternities, sororities, masons, secret orders, eastern stars. Like it's a Christian thing. It's not a Christian thing, it's a demonic thing. Well, how do you know that? Because it is. I know people who've been in it and got out of it because they realized, whoa, what is this? It's demonic. Well, no, we're doing community service. That's what the church is here to do. You can't just do that through your church. You can't just join the Salvation Army. You can't just volunteer for the Red Cross, Ronald McDonald House. You want to do community service, do that, but don't, don't pledge your allegiance to false gods. Preach this word. Come on, sir. It's called idolatry. And we got Christian brothers and sisters, pastors, branding themselves, brandishing all the colors. Person with a, I'm gonna just keep going because y'all don't like it, but I'm gonna just keep doing it anyway. Your soul is devoted to any object that usurps the place of God. Or is a person with a foul tongue railing, abusing, reviling, slandering we could probably throw cussing in there too but it didn't say it so I ain't going to say it or is a drunkard or is a drunkard y'all don't know about all the deacons and all the, all the pastors now they not, no come on now leave, 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 leave deacon, deacon need, he need a little piece need a little drink pastor need a little drink not according to what Paul said not giving the wine Drunkards, little secret, little, in your little cup. I got my little secret, little cup. My little flask inside my robe, <laughs> or a swindler, or a robber, a cheater. Watch what he says, Chris. This is, this is. At least I don't know what we're gonna do with this last part here. No, you must not so much as eat with such a person. Now talk about social distancing guidelines. He tells me when someone like that don't eat with them. This is rough, Dick. I don't know if the churches could ever open again. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, and I don't care if I have no, no more pastoral invites nowhere. Because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trumpet the truth. I'm going to tell the truth, and if nobody else is going to tell it, if I got to tell it by myself, I'm going to tell it by myself. You can't have people, especially leaders, living like this and going to lead God's people. How you gonna do that? How you gonna do it? How you expect the people to live right? So no, Reb, I can't have lunch with you. No Reb, because you be drinking that stuff! How come how come we, how, how come I, I, listen, I get it, how, how come how come you don't you don't come to our meetings no more? Because let me see. I'm gonna go down the list. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's all of them in that group. The la- the very last meeting I went to a few weeks ago, I thought maybe I'm going to be involved in a little something. Something. When this meeting. is just all them. In- I can't. I can't do it. I can't come back. Hey, you want something to eat? Right, no, I'm not eating. They didn't have food. I'm not. I'm not eating. The Bible said, "Don't eat with y'all." Finish this verse. Let's finish this here. Give me verse 12. Verse 12. What business of mine? Watch this, watch this. This, this is good. What business of mine is it, and what right have I to judge outsiders? You talking about the world. You ain't gotta judge the world, sinners gonna sin. The world gonna be in the world. You ain't gotta judge them. He says, Is it not those inside the church upon whom you are to pass disciplinary judgment? God, he gonna, he' gonna give me the authority one day. I'm the boldness one. I probably got the authority. I just don't have the boldness yet. To just start calling names, like Paul did. Paul, to just call names. You know that that guy, Hy, Hymenaeus, and name dropping about Pope. He said, he said, "Don't hang around them." He Passing, censuring, sentence. Until un, until then, I'm gonna just call him Mr. Squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call him Pastor Squeaky. <laughs> if if you've been watching Faith Victory Church, you get it. But those who says passing censoring sinners on them as the facts require, verse 13, God alone sits in judgment on those who are outside. So God's judging them. So when, when Tupac said, only God can judge me now, you're right. You're right, brother. And he does. Drive out that wicked one from among you. No, no. Pastor Joshua, we can't do that. This is 2020, Pastor Joshua. He says, expel him from your church. Put them out. That's not love, that's not kindness, that's not mercy, that's not grace. Well, Paul, the preacher of grace, said, put them out of your church. Now, y'all got to pray for me because I, I haven't gotten that boldness yet, and, and God will forgive me if, if I'm being disobedient, because is what he says, Do. Now, my, my only point I'm trying to drive home is stay away from them. Even if they ain't put them out yet, you stay away from them. If you're going to social distance, this is how you do it. I need you to give me six feet because I don't, I don't want what's on you on me. Don't you sneeze. Don't you cough. Don't you sing. That's what that county in, in, in California did when they tell the church now they can't sing in church now because they're saying because when you, when you sing, you release droplets of, you know, particles and stuff from your mouth. So, so I'm going to tell them, don't you sing around me with your old heathen, hot, hypocritical, religious, pretentious self. Don't you sing, don't preach around me. I don't want none of you because you might drop off some of your little demonic droplets on me. I don't, don't get around me. Well that's, that's, that's it I ain't gonna go no further I think y'all got the point I think you got the point Glove up Mask up All you want to But guard your heart Guard your heart With all diligence Because out of it flow the issues of life Gloves and masks will not protect your soul, your spirit, your heart from all the stuff that's out there. So you might have to go back and reassess who's your homeboy, who's your homegirl. You might have to reassess who's your prayer partner. Now, this don't mean all of a sudden you be suspect of everybody. No. You, if you, you, you ought to know by now. Because they're they your family. I got to keep going on with my family. <laughs> the blood thickening in water. Yeah, and so is stupid. So is foolishness. That'll keep you in bondage to the curse. Because the virus, the virus... Opens the door for the curse. And whereas, now listen, here's what they're saying. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up. Here's what they're saying. We need you to socially distance yourselves until everything can return to normal. Is that what they're saying? So, our normal in the kingdom is how life was for Adam and Eve before the, before the fall. So if you and I would socially distance ourselves from all those kind of people we just went through, our lives will return to normal. Normal is not being sick. Normal is not being broke. Normal is not being depressed. Normal is not being having anxiety. Normal is walking around in divine health and divine life and divine protection and divine provision and walking in the favor of God every day. That's our normal. But we got to make sure we protect ourselves against infections, viral infections, from being around the wrong kinds of people. Amen. 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 Y'all receive that? Yes. Kingdom guidelines for social distancing. Give God a praise for that today. I'm done. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here's what the Lord said. He closed that in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18, when God said, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That's the most important thing. When you do this, what he says, when you come from among all that foolishness, I'll be your father. You'll be my sons and my daughters. And that's how we want to be. That's how we want our lives to be. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I've gone out on a limb today to obey you and share with your people these guidelines and these disciplines that you've already established in your word for us that are designed to stop the spread of the virus of sin to stop the disease of the curse from overwhelming our lives, from destroying your people. God, you gave us life when you set up Adam in in the garden, perfect life. And he lost it, he fell. But you sent the last Adam, Jesus Christ, the second man, Jesus, to come and reestablish that kingdom life. Hallelujah. That Eden life for us. I thank you, Father, that Lord, although the curse is out there, although the virus of sin and all its harmful harmful effects, even death, it's out there. Thank you that you made it possible for us to be immune to it and inoculated from it, protected from it, Father. That by our divine, by by our our divine allegiance, by our. Uh, by our walk, you told us in your word to walk circumspectly. You told us in Ephesians 5, verse 7, you said to be not partakers with them. You said that we were once dark, but we are now the light in the Lord. So we ought not to be partakers with the world with the things that they do. Your word tells us, Father, that we are not to have any fellowship, in verse 11 I believe it is, with any unfruitful works of darkness. So God, in fact, your your word goes on to say, have no fellowship with those unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Lord, that's the divine order I'm under, to expose unfruitful works of darkness. And that's what Paul instructed all of us to do, to not take part but to expose unfruitful works, works of darkness. That same chapter, Lord, he said that these things ought not even be named among us. That it's evil to even speak of those things that they do in the dark. He's talking about things that people in the world do and things that have crept into the church. Father, so we ask you, Lord, to forgive us for if we've made any sort of allegiance or alliances, associations or connections with those Father, with those who do those things, those who practice such things, and if we've allowed even ourselves to drift over and take part in any of those things, we repent right now. We repent. And I ask you, Father, by your, your Holy Spirit to shine a light on us and show us any place in our lives where we have begun to operate, to accept and even take active parts in the things that the world does. Forgive us for that. And I ask you, Father, in this place, that every person would really, really make a conscious decision, a quality decision, to live their lives from this day forward in a way that brings you honor and brings you glory. We walk away from sin. We walk away from all sin. We walk away from any idolatry. We walk away from any covetousness, any extortion. walk away from anger and rage and all foolishness, God. We walk circumspectly in this earth in a way that brings glory and honor to your name. Now, continue to bless us. And instead of us experiencing the effects of the curse, let us experience the glorious effects of the blessing of the Lord on our lives. Let us prosper. Let us be in health, even as our souls prosper. We pray. We give you all thanks and honor and glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And amen. Would you please put those hands together one more time?